Hello. My name is Brianna. And I'm Sarah. And we are the, the Squad, Squad Ghouls. Basically, we are just a couple of creepy gals that love creepy things. And over the course of our decade-long friendship and mutual love of all things spooky and horror, we realized that while there is a podcast for everything in this life, and it feels like everybody has a true crime podcast these days particularly, there's really nothing that encompasses all things Halloween, be it movies and TV reviews or books, um, trade shows and conventions, any theme park happenings. There's really nothing that talks about all of it. And we wanted to kind of fill that need and talk about what you should know before you go to a lot of these um, and some of the tips and tricks to help you really make sure that you enjoy your year-round spooky season. Yeah, so we'll start with... Uh, one of our favorite little corners, the booze news. Booze news. <laughs> um, I'll begin with talking about uh, one of the new shows that's going to come on the CW. It's the Swamp Thing. So if you're a creature fan like I am, this show will probably interest you a and lot. <laughs> is this the one that's based on the DC comic? Was it the DC yes, comic? Yes, it's uh, going to be... It's produced and directed by James Wan Ooh. of the DC Universe. And uh, the same James Wan of uh, Insidious fame. Oh, yes. Same James Wan. Fantastic. Yeah, so that means it's going to be really good. And that is going to be released fall 2020. So no specific date yet, but be on the lookout for this upcoming fall. Now, I think it's also important to note uh, we're recording this first episode two months into the COVID-19, better known as coronavirus <laughs> pandemic. Um, is has Do you know if any of this has already been filmed or is there any chance that it's going to get pushed back? I mean, it could possibly get pushed back, but apparently they've already filmed some of it because actually this was uh, being pushed. The pilot was um, being pushed to different... Uh, companies and then finally the CW picked it up. So right on. Hopefully it'll stay at fall. <laughs> Perfect. And then I uh, oh also Disney parks they're gonna do a little halfway to Halloween celebration on shopdisney.com since you know the parks are you know being delayed from being open. Um, but thankfully they're gonna sell some of this stuff online so that we can celebrate Halloween a little bit early. <laughs> um, so they're going to have a exclusive Haunted Mansion pop of the organist from uh, inside the Haunted Mansion. Uh, they also have a new spirit jersey uh, that still glows in the dark, which is kind of cool. Hat also that says ghost host on it that also glows in the dark. And a new Minnie Mouse headband. So that's pretty cool. Right on. More <laughs> ways to spend your coronavirus stimulus package. Yep. Mine's already gone. <laughs> um, oh, go ahead. And a couple of other things in uh, booze news. So I don't know if I'm just the last person on the planet to figure this out, but Bloody Disgusting has an app. Yeah, I didn't know that. Either. I had no idea. And I feel like my whole spooky life has been changed now as a result. So if you're looking for movie suggestions or what's coming up for the Halloween season, anything and everything. Bloody Disgusting is always a great source for news, but the fact that they have an app just makes it so much easier to get all of your information. And 
like I said, if you're looking for binge-worthy movies, they always have great suggestions and, and great ideas on how you can waste your time watching good spooky movies. And sadly, one thing that we should probably talk about is the fate of Not Scary Farm. So, mm, womp, womp. Womp, womp. so I, <laughs> we've we've been trying to research and grab any information that we can on any of the theme park haunts that are going to be happening this year. Uh, Universal has been incredibly quiet about the fate of Halloween Horror Nights, so we haven't really heard anything on that front. And Warner Brothers, I know, canceled Horror Made Here last year because mm. they were so busy with some of the various movie releases, which, uh, Bree, what's your opinion? Because Horror Made Here, I think, was actually my favorite haunt that we've ever done, even I, though it was the smallest. I definitely can agree with that. Um, even though it was small, like you said, I thought just the production value, like, they really stepped it up to kind of put themselves, you know, with in, in competition with, you know, Universal or Knots and, you know, other places that put on, you know, some really good shows. And I got to say, I had the best time there, especially because they did a whole thing for True Blood. And I absolutely love that. <laughs> the they last had time. Fangtasia. You oh, could actually go to Fangtasia. I still have my blood bag. I do, too. <laughs> <laughs> Not getting rid of it. <laughs> and I, I felt like the ticket that we bought was a really great value for what we got. So even though there were... I think, what, six mazes total? Mm -hmm. So not quite as many as some of the bigger theme parks like Knott's or Universal. Um, they really did quality mazes that scared the living shit out of me. Yes. Um, and they were just, they were so much fun. And even the front of the line VIP tickets weren't that expensive. Yeah, I, it wasn't that bad, I don't think. I, I feel like it was totally worth it. It totally was. I, I want to say it was like, what, 125 <laughs> bucks or something like that yeah. when we got them? And it included two free drinks, including blood bag drinks. Um, and they were delicious. And they were amazing. Um, but then it also included a free picture from one of the various photo traps around the park, too, um, as well as your front of the line pass. And as we all know, lines are for peasants. Yep. And I, you'll learn on this podcast that um, we don't like to wait. We don't do lines. We like VIP. Yeah. <laughs> Circa Wayne's world. Right. <laughs> um, so, you know, tying back into knots, there have been a few statements released from uh, Cedar Fair that owns not only knots, but a few other theme parks around the country. And they've pushed back a few of their various celebrations, like the anniversary celebration is now pushed to 2021. Um, and it looks like there's a few other things that are being pushed to 2021. And not quite certain if they're going to be able to reopen before the end of the year. So as we hear information, we'll release it. But yes. we're very, very frightened that Knott's will be canceled. Well, since we're on the subject of cancellations, I will also mention Midsummer Scream is canceled. If you had no. not seen it posted. Also, Monster Palooza, one of my favorites, also canceled till next no. year. And then um, Terra Markets are going to be canceled until further notice. So maybe we, we might see something from them later, probably in the fall, I'm assuming. And the great part about the Terra Markets is they are great little pop-up stores and such where you can purchase all kinds of housewares and art and jewelry. I mean, anything and everything spooky and haunted to decorate your house yeah it's really cool 
Yeah, and they've there've been a few of them at Sugar Mint Gallery in Pasadena in the past. Uh, there was one originally scheduled to be in Burbank at Magnolia Park in March, but sadly that was canceled due to the pandemic. Um, but the great thing about Terry Market is that they're incredibly active on their Instagram feed. So if you would still like to help support local artists and spooky artists, which they are clearly in trouble and having a hard time right now, then definitely follow Terra Market on Instagram. They're constantly linking to all of their artists and crafters that they support. So Yes, please support. And also support Halloween. Be safe and stay home so we can have Halloween. Stay the fuck inside. We really Save want Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> Don't make me cry. Please. <laughs> At least not from canceled Halloween events. All right. So as we mentioned earlier, we want to really provide a guide for all things that are spooky happening all around the country. But both Bree and I are based in Southern California. So that's obviously a lot of what we know. And it just so happens that that's where a lot of big horror conventions and haunts take place as well. So to kick it off this week, we wanted to provide a know before you go slash informational podcast on Son of Monster Palooza which pandemic pending will happen September 18th through 20th at the Burbank Marriott Hotel and Convention Center. I'll be crossing my fingers for that. Yes. So please, everybody, stay inside. Save Halloween. Save all the spooky conventions. Don't go outside. <laughs> so looking at Son of Monster Palooza versus Monster Palooza, there's a couple of key differences. Obviously, Monster Palooza takes place at the Pasadena Convention Center, which is quite a bit larger yeah, than, I agree. Yeah, than the, the Burbank Marriott Convention Center. So there's more real estate. It's a lot more spread out, a little more room to breathe. The Burbank Marriott Convention Center is still very, very nice. There's just not quite as much convention yeah, space. Yeah, it's a little tight there. Yeah, I can say so myself. <laughs> yeah, and when you're going around to some of the panel rooms and such, and I, I know Brie, you kind of experienced this as well. The separate panels are kind of across the other side of the hotel from where the main exhibitors hall is for Son of Monster Palooza. Yes. So it's it's a little interesting to navigate as opposed to everything just being a little bit easier to access at the main Pasadena Convention Center. Yeah, and if you don't know the Marriott very well definitely grab a map when you go in there oh yes maps are 100% your friend so a couple quick things regarding cost because we know that there's always costs associated with any convention that you go to whether they're horror or anything else if you want to go for a single day, Friday the hours are 6 to 11 and it's 25 bucks to get in I personally like going on Fridays. I agree. I like the Friday. Yeah. And and Fridays tend to be a little less crowded to start. Um, there's always the mad, crazy lineup to try to get into each of the convention centers. But once you get inside, everything's kind of fine and there's a little more room to breathe. If you want to go just to check out some of the different spooky vendors and trick or treat yourself, mm -hmm. as it were to a few spooky goodies. Friday is definitely the best day to go and hit up that main convention hall. There are some great panels, though, that happen on Saturdays and Sundays. Although, just be prepared that if you go, it's going to be a little more crowded for obvious reasons. And you're going to want to line up for the panel that you really want to go to. You're going to want to line up early. Exactly. Uh, there have been many times when I've tried to hit a panel and 
not quite made it in time. I've been distracted and it's standing room only if you can even get in. So if you want to buy a Saturday ticket, it's 30 bucks and a Sunday ticket's 25 bucks. But the hours are uh, 11 to 6, I believe, on those days. And uh, it's almost worth it to buy just the three day weekend pass, which is only 65 bucks. And then that way you get to go in on Friday, check out some of the different spooky goodies. And then Saturday and Sunday, you have freedom to go in and out and check out panels and stand in line. Then you don't feel like you're missing out on anything. Yeah, I think that's really the best deal if you kind of want to space out your time and not try to do a mad dash in, you know, in one day. It's better to get the weekend pass. That way you can kind of space out everything and get maybe get to the panels you want to see or meet some of the people you want to meet. I think that's probably the best deal. Yeah, absolutely. And here's what we know so far for some of the panel lineups and some of the the meet and greets that are going to be there. Uh, so right now confirmed Doug Bradley from Hellraiser and Pumpkinhead. Yes. That's pretty damn cool. Yeah. Um, and then Ashley Lawrence also from Hellraiser, from Hellraiser 1 and 2. Uh, my main boo, Tony Todd, the the OG Candyman himself. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That's going to be He'll cool. be there. <laughs> um, and then also C.J. Graham from Friday the 13th Part 6. Oh. Yeah, so n- not a ton announced yet, but it is only May. It's still early. Um, we should see pandemic pending, more panel announcements, and more meet and greet guests. Uh, Brie, who have you met in the past at Monster Palooza? Son of Monster um, Palooza. You know, I'm. They had. They really get some good people there. Um, the I, I want to say it was two years ago. I met Fariza Balk, and for those of you who don't know, she is from the craft, also from Return to Oz. If you saw that too, <laughs> <laughs> um, but of course, more famously known for the craft and and also Kathy and I, Jimmy from Hocus Pocus. I mean, mostly no. Mostly everybody knows her from there or Sister Act, but... My spirit animal. <laughs> I know, she's great. <laughs> and and um, also John Carroll Lynch, he was Twisty the Clown from American Horror Story. Can we just talk about that, like, <laughs> sidebar? <laughs> Twisty the Clown was the greatest American Horror Story villain ever created. I mean, I didn't care for him because... Well, you hate clowns. Yeah. So your vote doesn't count. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> They make me uncomfortable. <laughs> but uh, let's, let's, just, let's just talk. He was the greatest villain. I, I, don't get me wrong. Freak Show was not my favorite season of American Horror Story, not by a long shot. But the greatest villain that they had ever created killed off in what, episode four? Yeah. I mean, I kind of agree. Like, I don't like clowns, but I felt like he was killed off a little early and then the story just kind of went all over the place from there. <laughs> and and that's my my big gripe with American horror stories. They typically start out strong and then yeah, the middle know. gets a little weak and then maybe the end is sometimes good. It just I don't know. It kind of depends. It's a rough. Yeah. <laughs> Although I think Apocalypse and Murder House were the only seasons that I watched all the way through every single week when the episode was released. Well, I'm a huge fan. I've watched all of them. Well, I mean, I've watched <laughs> but, all of them, but... But my, my favorite is... I mean, I liked Apocalypse just because it was about my two favorite seasons of American Horror Story history, which is season one, mm-hmm. Murder House, and season three, The Coven. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, Apocalypse was another favorite, so... That was great. <laughs> but, anyway, but back to people. 
Um, but they they usually have a great list of actors and uh, movie monster creators that you can meet. Um, and it's a really good selection, wide variety for something for everybody. And I think every time I've gone, I've met somebody that I actually really wanted to meet. So <laughs> yeah, and and it's important to note when you do go to a meet and greet. As much as we like to creep it real, please don't be that creep that tries to take the selfie from across the room with one of the meet and greet guests. Yes. Because it obviously costs them money to be there. So it will cost you money to do some sort of meet and greet, whether it's a signed picture and then you get a picture with whoever the guest is or you have to buy some other form of merch from their booth. Please be respectful of the artists that are there and please actually you know, pay for your picture. Yeah, and it's always nice. Just think of it, you'll have a souvenir and something else to remember by instead of, you know, an Instagram photo. You'll have an actual signed A very odd Instagram photo. Right. From 30 feet away. (laughs) And make sure to have flash. Yes. I I mean, I learned that from drag queens, but it's really something that should be for everybody because it just makes your photos look better. (laughs) I mean, everything important that I've learned in my adult life, I learned from RuPaul's first book so it would only stand to reason that drag queens would provide sound advice and i think last year uh from what i recall there was a really great walk through maze the line was a little weird because again Mm. space is kind of an issue so you're kind of lined up in this awkward hallway with a whole bunch of other people and then you have to leave space for fire lanes that the fire marshals and come in and freak out and then there's all these places where they staff you so that doors can open and such but the line was worth it there was a really great conjuring walkthrough that went through some of the warren's investigations and some of the movies so there was an annabelle section with you know the annabelle doll and then there was another section where you had to um Reach your hand in the box from Annabelle Creation. That's a hard pass. No, no, pass. no. Not Annabelle Creation. <laughs> what was the latest Annabelle movie to come out? Oh, Comes Home. Annabelle Comes Home. That yep. was the one. You had to reach your hand in the in the box that they have to reach in to grab the garbage out of it. That would be a hard pass for me. Yeah, I didn't do it. <laughs> I don't remember who from our... Oh, you know what? Our friend Kat. We made them do it. <laughs> um, but there's all these great little walkthroughs um, and, and various places that you can go to check out different spooky things. So my, one of my favorite parts, I have actually two favorite parts of uh, Monster Palooza that differ from other conventions like Midsummer Scream. Uh, Monster Palooza has a whole, they call it the Monster Palooza Museum that has different props from various horror movies. So whether they're busts or models or you name it, it's so stinking cool to get to walk through this museum and see all of the different pieces from all of these movies and just the artistry that, and the, the painstaking amount of detail that goes into creating all of these different monsters and props from different movies. It's so cool. Yeah. That's definitely one of the things I like to see there too, especially with all the different makeup artists that are there Mm -hmm. and they're just kind of live, you know, you know, painting on somebody or creating a little like a uh, movie monster right there and kind of in front of your eyes. I know they do that at the other conventions too, but it's nice there because I feel like it's a little bit of a smaller crowd, especially going on a Friday and they're doing it. And I just love kind of sitting there and staring and watching all the beautiful things they create. <laughs> oh yeah. That's definitely my, my other favorite part of going to monster blues is watching some of the makeup artists work. So, uh, V Neal was oh, there. She's my favorite. Oh, she's the best, <laughs> obviously of, uh, horror movie and face off fame. 
Uh, watching her work is phenomenal. Droop Talbot did some really great monster makeup too. And so did Alana Rose. I mean, it's so great to get to see some of these artists actually adhering the prosthetics, doing all of the airbrushing, and then you get to see all these monsters walking around the convention. It's just, it's great. Yeah. Well, and just speaking of Face Off, I'm really sad it's not on sci-fi anymore because that was one of my favorite shows just because obviously I'm interested in watching them, you know, create, you know, these different characters that, you know, kind of make us uh, keep the lights on after leaving the movies. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And the Monster Palooza conventions are are great for dressing up as well. Oh, yeah. So, and obviously for any horror convention, you can dress up, but uh, for particularly Son of Monster Palooza, something I think is important to keep in mind is... I don't know if if you've ever been to Southern California in September, but it's not cold. Uh, we nope. don't we don't get seasons, so it's just goes from you know mildly chilly and fifty in the winter to oh my god, it's a hundred and dead degrees outside. Yeah, I really regret that petticoat last time. <laughs> Say no to petticoats. Um, so if you do decide to dress up and and whether it's cosplay or put on a ton of makeup or prosthetics, just keep in mind that if you go outside. It's going to be hot in yep. September. I mean, the convention has air conditioning, but with the kind amount of. of people and lighting, it's, yeah, it's still a little warm. Yeah. Just so, just so you know. So those, <laughs> don't those, think that because you're inside, you're going to be okay. Yeah. Those HVAC <laughs> units can only do so much when there's right. <laughs> thousands of little portable heaters wandering around the convention hall. So just make sure that whatever you're applying, you're going to figure out how to stay cool. So some other people that we've met at Son of, Pon uh, Son of Monster Palooza. Um, I don't know if any of you watched the Boulay Brothers, Dragula. I'm a huge fan. How could you not? <laughs> As you'll come to know, I really like drag queens. And <laughs> Even if they're creepy ones. And spooky drag queens <laughs> yeah. are the best drag queens. Um, last year, or I'm sorry, the year before I got to meet Disasterina and... She is a complete mess, but I love it. <laughs> With a name like Disaster Tina, you would have to be. I mean, and she was selling some really cool stuff. So again, you know, if it's somebody you really want to meet, it's just always nice to purchase something, even if it's just, you know, $5. You know, I couldn't obviously spend a whole lot, but I wanted to meet her and take pictures. So I bought, you know, a couple of her, you know, little merch things, little pins. Um, also, Abora was there who's also a uh, huge into Halloween and puts a lot of that um, into their drag. So they'll be walking around. I know I'm sure they'll come back. I know Disasterina has been there um, consecutively every year. So I know that they'll be there. Um, also um, some other people, uh, Bonnie Aarons, the nun, your favorite person. Alec. I got to tell you, so I grew up in a religious household. So the things that scare me the most in movies, and especially in horror movies, are not necessarily, you know, the the monsters or things like slashers and, and so forth. It's not that. And zombies don't scare me because zombies don't run as fast as they do in World War Z. But <laughs> it's anything having to do with paranormal or supernatural or religious-based imagery in scary movies that just sends me into some other dimension and i just love seeing you jump in the movie theater and <laughs> i think the the very first year that brie and i did horror made here at universal or i'm sorry not universal at warner brothers 
they had a conjuring maze and they had it the second year as well. But at the very end, there's a section where uh, a character playing Valak, very similar to the second conjuring movie, comes through the painting and r- basically just runs at your group. I think yep. I ran over four or five different Warner Brothers employees <laughs> trying to get out of that maze. I think that was the one time where I like turned around and you were gone. I was gone. I was nowhere to be found. <laughs> she just left me. <laughs> <laughs> like, have fun with this one, Brie. Yeah. The the nun is not your favorite person, but I no. always like to see you squirm. <laughs> no, and you know, I was a little disappointed in the movie. I wanted more from it. The movie was a little hokey, especially because in The Conjuring 2, that character was just so well done and so ominous. And yeah. I, I don't feel like they did her justice in the movie, but Bonnie Aarons herself is just phenomenal. And you know, it's so weird. I always forget that she was uh, also in The Princess Diaries. Oh. She was the, <laughs> remember the guy in the, the, Baron and his wife that were supposed to take over Genovia if Anne Hathaway didn't agree to do it. Oh, okay. That's Bonnie Aarons, right? Mind blown. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's her. And so I always forget that, I mean, talk about range. That that woman's a chameleon. (laughs) that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I think they did the makeup really good, but I also agree. I feel like the movie could... Could have been a little bit better. They didn't do her justice because yeah. she's such a great actress. And I, I wish that they would have done a, a little more for her. Yeah. But also some other people. I know we mentioned like cosplayers. And um, I definitely want to give a little shout out to the real Michael Myers. I'm sure if some of you have already been to a lot of these conventions, you have probably seen him walking around. If you've ever been to any yeah. horror convention of any kind you've seen him but don't be fooled by the the other cosplayers he does such a great job yes and i mean he even has a look where he doesn't have the mask on and it's and he's got the eyeball yeah it's so good yeah and he's just such a wonderful person he's just such a nice guy and such a sweetie so it's always nice to see cosplayers like him and then uh, chris hannon is another one that's uh, native to the Southern California area that goes to a lot of these. Um, if you've ever been to Reign of Terror in Thousand Oaks, California, he does that every year as well. Um, again, super nice guy. Uh, Keith Aram also is another one that comes to mind who does oh, yeah. uh, Pennywise. Mm-hmm. He does a really great Pennywise. Um, so all of when you're seeing all of these cosplayers at various conventions, remember a couple of things. One, always ask if you can take a picture. Yes. Um, don't just assume that because they're in a costume that it's okay. Um, in today's day and age, you never know if somebody is just there to have a good time and maybe they've got things in their past and they don't want to show up on social media. Right. Um, so always be polite and ask. And always ask if they're on some sort of social media platform and remember to tag them. Yes, please tag them. They would really, really appreciate that because that helps them out too. Yeah, and and a lot of these folks get paid to cosplay at other private events when they're not at a convention and such. So this is always a good way for them to get some good PR and, and be able to share out what they do with a lot of other folks so that they can perhaps get noticed for other events that actually pay them as opposed to just being for fun. Right. And I know whenever I see the real Michael Myers there, I always try to seek him out so I can get a picture with him. So <laughs> And hug him because he's just so nice. Yeah, he's really cool. And I think last year too, who else did we see? We saw... 
Bonnie Aarons. Uh, Linda Blair was there too, right? Oh, yeah. She was there and uh, the cast of Annabelle Comes Home, which I really enjoyed that movie. I, I don't mm-hmm. think it did very well on Rotten Tomatoes. Maybe it was, you know, average. Eh, I think it was okay. Yeah, but yeah. I really enjoyed it. It had a, it had a lot of good jump scares. The story kind of went in a bunch of different directions and yeah. tied in some of the Warren's other investigations. I really enjoy them making creating the movies about, you know, the studies that were made by the Warrens. I think they're just the best. Yeah, so they, they had the cast uh, of that movie there, which... That was pretty neat to be able to see the whole panel. I'm trying to think, who else are we missing? I feel like um, we're missing oh, a lot. Devin Sawa was there. Devin Sawa was there. He was on my wall when I was a teenager. <laughs> I just want to point that out. <laughs> what was in your Tiger Beat magazine? Yeah. Ed, Edward Furlong. Edward Furlong was there. And, um, oh my gosh. Who was Agent Doggett from the X-Files? Oh, Oh, boy. This is going to drive me crazy. <laughs> Robert Patrick. Ah, uh, yes. He was there. Yep. Uh, but I think it was like a, a mix of he was there for Terminator 2 and uh, X-Files. Oh, yeah. I think and, they were kind of more advertising Terminator and, for sure. <laughs> and I got to tell you, that guy actually hasn't aged horribly. Oh, I know. He still looks really good. Yeah. Really good. So, I mean... Bad. Good on you, Robert Patrick. Take care of himself. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a lot of good people that, like I said, they show up. And it's good to meet some of those people, like, you know, me with Devin Sawa. <laughs> 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 I didn't fangirl at all. It's fine. I was I was good. Maybe just a little bit. <laughs> but we can um, also, we want to mention some vendors that you know, are usually there or have shown up in the past. Um, there's some really good people. Um, one of my favorites, um, I would say is, uh, love pain and stitches. Everybody's favorite. Yeah. If, if you ever want to get a bag and you know, they're going to be there, please line up early. I'm letting you know now. (laughs) And for those of you that are not familiar, uh, love pain and stitches makes those ever so cute, ever so popular, pumpkin handbags that you see around conventions and then also uh if you ever go to any local haunts and such chances are you're going to see at least one person with a with a penis stitches bag and they're great because they're all handmade by a gentleman named kenny and his mom and everything's custom designed custom made but they're ridiculously difficult to try to get online um, Be- because they're handmade, he only makes so many at yeah. a time. And, so, <laughs> and to get one at a convention, you basically have to get up before God and get in line. Yeah, be prepared if you're really looking to get one of those. <laughs> and it's also important to note that they have a one bag per person limit. So oh, yes, uh, please don't try to be a jerk and buy, you know, 900 to put on eBay for $12 million because there's already a lot of those people around. And yeah, please be kind. Yeah, Save I, stuff for other people. Yeah. I hope none of those people ever sell their bags ever. Those damn pirates. Just too expensive. I don't understand. I mean, there's people out there that will buy it, but mm-hmm. not me. <laughs> yeah. So they have, they do have the one bag per person limit, but also it's important to note that uh, you need to bring cash. 
Oh, so yes. and those bags range from I think sixty five bucks up to I think one sixty. Yes. Um. So if you're planning on buying a bag, make sure that you have cash. Oh yeah, that's good to mention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, another good one that I like is Vixen by Michelin Pitt. Um, I'm currently wearing one of her skirts right now that I got from Santa Monster Palooza. She's basically the Millicent Patrick of our generation. Yes. She creates some amazing stuff. And I know um, the year that I bought this skirt that I'm wearing, it was the, um, she did a collaboration with Ben Cooper uh, with his uh, vintage um, Halloween masks from the uh, 1950s, 1970s. And um, I don't know, just really cute. And usually uh, Micheline's there with her team and selling the different prints. I know one year she also had the, uh, uh, orange uh, Halloween print. The trick or treat. The trick or treat. Yes, with the it was a skirt and a dress, and I think I want to say a top too, if I'm not mistaken. Sounds plausible. <laughs> but um, she's also there selling some stuff, and so occasionally I'll get in the line and uh, see what's available. But she'll normally post things. So if you don't follow her already on Instagram, you should should do that. Because she'll post when she has special things happening. I know last year she released the Creature Bag. Um, and so that was uh, definitely a, one of the big hits. <laughs> Let's see. And some other great vendors that are there. Um, Dapper Cadaver. Hell yeah. Really cool to see some of the things they create. A um, couple of really good artists. Uh, the Art of Sketch. Um, Love yeah. all of that stuff. <laughs> so cute. Disco Bloodbath. Uh, oh, Ghoulish Bunny. One of my favorites. I have so many Ghoulish Bunny prints hanging up around my house. It's ridiculous. Dana is so talented. I love her stuff. Yeah, I, I appreciate all the, the artwork, too. I know I've bought a couple of pieces and framed them. They've got some really good artists that come. Um, oh, Little Shop of Gore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rock Rebel. Yes. That's a good one. There's some cute bags over there, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, a couple of other people that I've kind of uh, discovered going there. Uh, Catherine Walsh from uh, Fearsome Beasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, she creates these like little, like little macabre uh, embroideries with like skulls and crowns and stuff like that. It's really cute. So if you want to be cute and creepy, <laughs> check her and out. And crafty. And crafty. <laughs> um, also um, absurdery. Um, basically they create like these little creatures and like little bunny outfits or pumpkins or i don't know just cute little whimsical things but has a little bit of creepiness to it it's really they have some really cool stuff uh also other clothing and accessories uh cavity colors um they're usually there and they have lots of t-shirts and pins um i think they also had bags there if Mm -hmm. i remember correctly but yeah a lot of great people is there some other vendors that you know, I think the other one that comes to mind for me, and they're typically at Terror Market as well, is oh. uh, the Hellbound Home. Oh. So they make some really great busts and um, little f- uh, plaque masks and stuff. So they Ooh. have like a little Jason mask that's on a plaque. And then they make this amazing bust that's a Wendigo. Oh. Um, so a lot of great <laughs> spooky things for your house. Um, so there's, I, I think in looking at a lot of these vendors and such, it's important to note that there's a lot to see, um, especially cramped into such a small space. So 
it's super important to know who's going to be there to download the map ahead of time. Uh, the Monster Palooza group for both Monster Palooza in May and Son of Monster Palooza in September is really, really good about putting up the map ahead of time with the complete list of vendors and also the schedule of panels and meet and greets because not everybody is there on every single day. Um, so it's it's good to have a plan when you go. And if you know that you're going to want to see somebody on a Saturday and a Sunday, spend the money by the weekend pass. Yeah. Go on Friday and trick or treat yourself to something real cute and spooky first. Oh, I always do that. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Every day. And it's that's day. why I like downloading the map and kind of knowing what vendors are going to be there. That way I can kind of gauge... I guess a little bit how I want to spend my money <laughs> and what I want to spend my money on and just kind of knowing where they're going to be so that I can kind of navigate through it a little bit easier. Cause I like to just hit up the places that I know or people that I know I want to see for sure. And then after that, I kind of just, you know, wander around and see what I can see all the new people who are there, you know, or some of the people who've been there before, but I always like to kind of shop first a little bit on the things that I know that I want. And Halloween gets busy. Spooky season usually kicks off with a lot of the local haunts and stuff in September. Mm -hmm. So from September to, you know, the first weekend in November, you could be at an event, whether it be a convention or a haunt or, I mean, whatever it may be, every single weekend yeah. in that two-month stretch. So having a plan for Halloween in general and knowing when some of these conventions happen is really going to help you to know where you need to be each weekend and what you want to do each weekend, whether yeah. it's a convention or going to Halloween Horror Nights or Not Scary Farm, whatever it may be. Yeah, and it's always good to check on their Facebooks or Instagrams, like when they're, you know, releasing tickets, because especially if you, you're like us and you want a VIP, you definitely want to buy them early because they will sell out. And I mean, it, it, I think it really helps having that, that VIP pass because the, the lines are a lot shorter and, you know, you're going to get to see a lot of the things that you, you know, want to see and you may not see if you kind of had the regular pass. Exactly. Well, I think yeah. that wraps it up for yes. us on Son of Monster Palooza. We hope that this has been super helpful for those of you that may not have been before, or maybe those of you that haven't been in a long time or that have only been once and were a little overwhelmed. So hopefully this provided you with some tips to make your spooky experience that much more enjoyable. Yes. And hopefully if you know all goes well and they keep it on the calendar hopefully we'll see some of our listeners there absolutely because we'll be there <laughs> we sure will thanks for listening everybody and you can subscribe to us wherever you listen to and download your podcasts follow us on instagram at at the squad ghouls and if you have any topics you'd like us to cover or any questions you'd like us to answer you can email us at the squad ghouls at gmail.com and creep it real and we'll scare you later <laughs>